This is Miller's Edge on Tide The Miller's Edge with Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is The Miller's Edge. And it ain't far from happening here in the booth either. You heard it, 2023 SEC champions has a ring to it. Uh, man, that was such a weekend. And then to be topped off by yesterday's announcement of Alabama jumping Florida State, earning that number four seed in the college football playoffs. This is Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9, 1230 WTBC, presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. And we also have another gift, as if those gifts weren't good enough. Our main man, Justin Jones... I don't know if I did as good as my dad, Justin Jones. That was a little bit better. Our main man, Justin Jones, is back with us behind the glass. Boy, I tell you, Christmas came early. Justin, how does it feel to be back behind the glass, man? Long time to see. It feels good. I've been lazy. So uh, <laughs> I, uh, I I was in Atlanta this past weekend, so I got to enjoy some good football. Um, nice. But now it's time, it's time to get back to work. The That's job's right. not finished. That's right. Kobe says. So I'm excited to be back. No doubt. And we're glad to have you. And you're 100% right. Job's not finished. We're just getting started, right? And we're going to dive into all this. We're going to recap the, the SEC championship game, the phenomenal performance by the Crimson Tide to defeat the Georgia Bulldogs 27-24 in Atlanta, uh, ending their streak their their 29 game win streak a lot to talk about there but especially with this playoff conversation folks um man a lot to talk about there i mean are you guys surprised that that uh we made the jump i'll be honest you know my dad was set on uh you know if alabama wins that you know we're locked to be in the playoffs i felt that was the case i felt we should be there but i'll be honest i was a little concerned with this committee only because i i looked back you know my time playing in the college football playoffs seeing how they you know, gave Clemson the nod when they would go undefeated in, in conference play. They weren't playing anybody then. So in my head, I was like, well, unfortunately, at Florida State, you know, if they win this ACC championship, I feel like the committee is going to make that mistake. And I saw how they valued Texas' win over us. And we can talk talk all about this. Uh, with that being said, my I clearly said, if Alabama beat the number one team in Georgia, they, they're their top four team. There's no denying that. And so I'm just glad that the committee got it right. Um, debatable if you think that Texas, if they got it right in terms of Texas being three and, and all that other good stuff. But 
Uh, bottom line is Alabama's in, and that's all we, we need is, is an opportunity, just like we got that opportunity in Atlanta, and the Crimson Tide was able to take care of business defeating Georgia Bulldogs. So, uh, man, what an exciting weekend uh, for Alabama, college football in general. I know there's a lot of upset fans out there, specifically probably in the southern region, a.k.a. Florida. Um, but, you know, it, somebody was going to be upset. The committee wasn't going to be able to, to get this perfect. There was going to be some fan base, some team, you know, coaching staff, players, that was going to be upset and hurt. You know, this was one of those years, honestly, it kind of was unprecedented with the college football playoffs where you just had so many teams with valid arguments. And somebody was unfortunately going to get left out. And, you know, they, they did what they had to do. It, the criteria, we can talk about that as well. It says uh, that they can use the, you know, the argument that if a team has a significant injury, uh, that could you know, you know, uh, contribute to a team's performance in the playoffs that they can use that against you. And I think that was a perfect scapegoat for them uh, in terms of leaving Florida State out. You know, with that, with them, the Florida State, let's talk about them real quick. Very solid football team. However, they're in the ACC. They haven't played anybody. Uh, you, you look at their resume compared to Alabama's. It doesn't match up. And they have a really good defense, uh, an exceptional defense. However, offensively, without their star quarterback, Jordan Travis, um, they're, they're, I mean, they're, they're, it's a totally different football team. We saw that. Now, I know in the ACC championship, they had their third string quarterback, right? The second string quarterback was out, but it's just a totally different team. And if you match that Florida State team up against, you know, honestly, any of these other top teams, heck, even Georgia or Ohio State, I think all those teams would be favored over Florida State. So, uh, with that being said, we got a lot to dive into, and we definitely will do that. And, um, I want to get your thoughts, you know, in, in terms of the, the SEC championship, the playoff decisions. I know you're obviously excited, but what were your thoughts overall on this weekend? We might as well go ahead and get it started right now. We're going to kick things off with Robert from Mobile. Robert, appreciate you calling into Miller's Edge. How are you this morning? Hey, Robert, do we have We might have missed him. We'll try to get him back. Is, is Robert still online, uh, Justin? We might we might have to get him to circle back. Robert, if you're not there, you can call back and we'll circle back. We'll we'll get to that. Hey man, there he is. Hey Robert, now we got you. How are you this morning? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm gonna finally come down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was down, down a little bit. It was kind of a headache because the, the feelings I had over the last couple of days were really high. I kind of wanted to stay there, but it's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> no doubt. Uh, yeah, you know, I know you, I heard the debate with you and your father over the uh, last few uh, weeks over this, and and as usual, you both were right. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it normally is. He, he, he's normally right to an extent. I'm normally right to an extent, and we kind of always meet in the middle. So, yeah, that's true. But it, it was the committee's fault that, you know, we, we, I guess, like you said, we doubt what we see. We can only evaluate what we see. We can't evaluate what we're not seeing. Even with Milrow, okay, the criticism early in the year, well, well that's based on what I see. Uh, when if, I, if, if it changed, my opinion will change. Right. And that's how it should be. And the same way we were with this committee. Well, we doubt what we see. You got Alabama at eight and Texas below, and Texas Alabama below Oregon. And we all know, knew that what, what all we're seeing, this is ridiculous. And yep. you kept them there forever. It was ridiculous. So we could only evaluate what we see. And it's like, well, uh, you know, by your logic, Alabama can't get anything to beat Georgia. 
unless you define unless you defy your logic, <laughs> which yeah. they did, and then which of course defying the logic was was not was real easy because their logic didn't make any sense, so it wasn't logic at all to begin with. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's why we were doubting so long. Hey, we're still seeing Alabama in the eight, no matter what they do. Um, uh, you know, can we get some love here from this committee? And, we, and they just want to move it. So now they forced them to move Alabama from four from eight to four. A ginormous leap when you shouldn't have had them that low to begin with. Uh, so yeah, I mean, so, uh, yeah, that's why we were all perplexed and doubting this nonsense. And it was the committee that, that when there wasn't any consistency in in their thinking. It was it was like schedule and uh, you know, how many games you want, nothing else. Uh, can we look at strength of schedule? Can, can we look at the the player on the field? No, right. what you how you won and nothing else. Uh, you, did, did you lose or not, and nothing else? And then of course when you get the get the uh, the game against Georgia and Alabama, and then we Florida State played. Okay, all of a sudden they had to wake up. <laughs> hey, this team isn't as good as those teams. Oh, really? No kidding, Sherlock. About <laughs> about <laughs> time you you woke up and realized that now you look like idiots having to put Alabama up at four, jump, jump four spots because you had them too low. Yeah, uh, it was. They were, uh, they were banking on like what well, a lot of people were banking on. It just ironing itself out like it usually does. And at the end of the year, there was not much of a debate. Yeah, uh, yeah, this it ironed itself out. Here we go. Here you go. Well, it, it was getting to be apparent early on it wasn't going to do that, and they just didn't get in uh, get ahead of the curve sooner on it. Hopefully, these new next committees or, or future committees will start to get evaluate more stuff. I've heard about all the arguments with. Uh, with the uh, how it turned out again, it was the, the charge was the best four teams. Period. That was supposed to be the really. You can make the argument they may not have got the best four teams, but George, you know, because George probably could have been in. But they get it's like who you put out for George to get in. So right. George was out there. They shouldn't be five. I mean, they should be six. They should be five, definitely. So the committee is still, you know, wishy washy. But I guess the five six at that point doesn't really matter, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah. And, and sorry, those, no, I was going to say, I mean, I agree with everything you're saying. I mean, when, when you had Alabama at eight and Texas right in front of them, you're right. It was almost like we had no room uh, to move up. And now they kind of just have to almost backtrack. But just a reminder to everybody, listen, I mean, this is a criteria according to their website. I mean, they, they take into consideration conference champions, excuse me, conference championships, one strength of schedule, head to head competition, comparative outcomes of common opponents. And then last but not least, it says other relevant factors such as unavailable unavailability of um, key players and coaches that may have affected the team's performance. So when you talk about that with Florida State not having Jordan Travis, I mean, that, that that's their excuse right there to, to bump them out of it. But it shouldn't even have come down to that. I mean, my whole thing was going into this. Uh, they, they talk about, you know, head-to-head matters. Well, Alabama just beat the alleged number one team on a neutral site. Uh, so there you go for a head-to-head. And, you know, I was on a neutral site. Um, and so you clearly knew Georgia had to be out for, for pretty much because if they wouldn't let us jump Texas uh, because of our head-to-head with them, then there's no way you could put Georgia. You know, we had to be in front of Georgia, right? An SEC champion has never been left out, so they they had. <laughs> there's no they, there's no way they could leave an SEC champion out. At least it felt like that. Um, and then if you think about it, Alabama's only loss, which was to Texas, looks even better now because it came to. Well, Texas is now ranked number three, so the only loss we have is to number three, Texas. I get it was at home. The double digits crap, I don't buy into that because the score doesn't really tell the whole story. Yeah. 
And then if you compare Alabama's strength of record of Florida State, you know, it says Florida State's number three, Alabama number four. However, the strength of schedule, Alabama's number five, Florida State's number 55. And then you talk about the top wins. I just talked about we have the best loss right there, but uh, wins, you know, number one, Georgia, 11 Ole Miss, 13 LSU, 21 Tennessee, Florida State. I mean, they beat. 13-ranked LSU, then 15-ranked Louisville. But we Louisville is honestly overrated. So that being said, I hate it for Florida State. I feel terrible for those guys. I mean, I can only imagine, you know, they, they fought through so much adversity, uh, losing their quarterback, then the second-string guy goes down. They, they still win the ACC championship. They're left out. But sometimes that's, that's how, how it goes. And you said it, uh, Robert, is the four best teams, and Florida State just honestly was not one of the best teams. So I hate I hate that for them. But it is what it is. And, look, now Alabama has that opportunity. They're playing some of their best ball. Um, and I'll be honest, you talk about the SEC championship game, that wasn't even one of our best games, right? I mean, we really no. we left a lot of meat on the bone. We dropped three, almost four picks, right, uh, offensively. You know, we, we, we didn't really take many shots. We didn't convert. Jalen Miller didn't have a, a, a completed pass over 30 yards. I think that was, like, the first time this whole season for him. Uh, with that being said, I mean, we dominated them physically. We out-physicaled them, which was a huge key. We capitalized on some of their mistakes. And we, we played good football, but we did not play great football. And that, to me, is scary because that means we can be even better. So as long as we continue to do the right things, play sound football, continue that that trend of how we're playing right now, I mean, I, I think this Alabama team uh, has a real shot of, of competing for the national championship once they uh, start these playoffs. Absolutely. And like you said, here's the scary part. Jalen Milrow has not reached his ceiling yet. And nope. his ceiling is extremely high. Jalen Milrow's ceiling is the second coming of Cam Newton level. That's how high he can go. And I think he's holding himself back from that. So hopefully he'll uh, get you know get where he's not holding himself back from that. But, yeah, that's, that's what's available for us. And if he don't hit it this year and we still win, goodness gracious, look out if he hits it next year. Yo, no doubt. And not just him, uh, Robert, if you look – at this team, I mean, it's really filled with sophomores, a couple freshmen sprinkled in there, juniors. This is a very young team. A lot of these guys are coming back. So as long as you can retain as many as possible, because we know how the transfer portal is, things are already heating up. I feel like every starting quarterback in the country is in the portal right now. As long as we can retain our guys and keep developing them, I think this, I know I'm jumping ahead. We're focused about, you know, on this season, currently, you know, this playoff run. But uh, if you want to look ahead, you got to be really excited about next year's possibilities with all the young players that earned so much experience this year, having them develop in the offseason, coming back next year, even more experience. I'm looking forward to it. But, Robert, man, we appreciate your call, man. Always okay. good. Oh, season, well, one more, thing before I, one more thing before I go, and I'll let, uh, I'll let somebody else talk. Uh, yeah, we came into the season not thinking who's our number one receiver and not thinking we even had one. And, you know, down in our receiving court. And, and now this receiving core now? I, I mean, I'm not. I, I, would pay, I wouldn't take any other call, any team's receiving core of our, our current receiving core. These guys are everybody's balling out. And uh, Isaiah Bond, oh man, keep it up. All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, Robert. We appreciate you, man. Uh, yeah, no, no. I definitely, you know, will give the receivers credit. We're talking about a group that going into the season, a lot of people were, you know, a little concerned about. There was a lot of talk about the drop balls in, in training camp, and like Robert just mentioned, not necessarily having that that standout guy. However, um, you look at them, you know, collectively, man. Jermaine Bird and Isaiah Bond, those two guys clearly have stepped up and played some really good football. Have been some really nice weapons on the outside, but then you throw in Nye Black in the equation. I mean, he arguably is another receiver for he's, uh, you know, one of the most athletic tight ends in the country, a mismatched nightmare 
And then, you know, Kobe Prenton stepping up here and there. You see uh, Jalen Hale, young guy, Malik Benson every now and then. But, um, yeah, they, they, these receivers have really stepped up and done some really good things. But you definitely got to highlight Jermaine Burton and Isaiah Bond because those guys have been clutch when we needed it. They've come up time after time making big plays, and it all starts really up front with the offensive line who's been much improved. And they honestly were probably one of the highlights in this game. We talk about physicality. These guys brought it to Georgia, right? I mean, if you go back and watch the tape, they were getting pushed. They were getting movement. They looked physical, throwing guys around, opening things up. And they did a nice job in pass pro for the most part. I know Jalen Miller was sacked a few times. However, we can talk about that too. That was most mostly on him holding the football too long. And we talked about this on our post game show over on YouTube. If you haven't checked that out, go listen. Uh, it's uh, at the Miller's Edge on YouTube. We talked about, you know, the only thing that we could critique Jalen Miller on right now really is, you know, his decision-making and processing just got to speed it up, right? Quarterback's got to be on a timer. And not only that, you've got to know these concepts, these these route concepts and who you have in the back of your head. So you go through your reads. If this guy's not here, this guy's not here, you're either taking off or you always can have that running back you can dump it off to. There are several times it was like he just didn't see those guys that he had and either I think if he just goes to those progressions quicker or he just already knows pre-snap where guys are supposed to be at, he can always fall back to his check downs or his hots. Those things will help him out, and then he won't have to hold the ball so long. Um, so we can dive some more into that, too, and, and really break this thing down. I think we've got my dad on the line, so we'll get him coming up here uh, shortly. Got some others lined up. Uh, we're, we're here to talk about the SEC championship, talking about the playoff bid. Uh, Alabama coming in at number four. We'll face Michigan in the Rose Bowl out in Pasadena. I want to get your thoughts. But, again, uh, this show is presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. If you're in any type of pain, foot pain, knee pain, back pain, like me and my dad have been uh, playing football all these years, it comes uh, with a toll on your bodies. Head on over to the Good Feet Store and get those premium art supports. Just try before you buy. You've got nothing to lose. They get you, you know, balanced and feeling so much better than ever. And what happens is, in return, you eliminate and alleviate all that pain. So go check them out. I promise you will not be disappointed. They're in Midtown Village, but you can always go to the Good Feet Store. Uh, it's website, goodfeet.com. Schedule an appointment. Again, that's Good Feet. Improving the quality of people's lives two feet at a time. We're going to take a quick timeout, get my dad on the line. Then we'll go back to the phone lines again. You're listening to the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9, 1230 WTBC. We'll be right back after a quick timeout. Are you tired of your shoes just not fitting right? Or Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A sunny sky this afternoon, Tuscaloosa's high at 62, clear tonight below 36. Look for a cooling trend tomorrow and Wednesday. The sky partly to mostly sunny both days. The high tomorrow 58, the high Wednesday 52. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 61 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Monday SEC Championship edition of the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9, 1230 WTBC. Presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art sport experts. But I want to remind you about our friends and partners over at Buffalo's Cafe in Midtown Village. If you're looking for that great restaurant experience, head on over to Buffalo's Cafe. You'll find some of the best deals in town. $9.99 lunch specials. That includes a beverage. All-you-can-eat wings on Wednesdays, $17.99. And a menu full of good food. Burgers, wings, tacos, rice bowls, you name it. They have it all right here 
in Midtown Village in Tuscaloosa at Buffalo's Cafe. So go check them out. Again, they are the home of the Miller's Edge during football season where we do our live show. So, again, go check out Buffalo's Cafe in Midtown Village for that ultimate restaurant experience now. And with that being said, I think we've got my dad on the phone lines hanging in there with us. want to welcome him in. Uh, he's back, back home uh, in the Carolinas, feeling a little bit better. We're on the road to recovery, but um, glad we can have him back on the show. How are you this morning? Well, howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> you know, I, I knew it was Monday. I was sitting here in my recliner, got the laptop, I got my mic, and now my computer, which I do know the password on this Apple MacBook, tells me it's wrong every single time. So uh, I'm doing my best not to be frustrated because that's doctor's orders to lower my blood pressure. Um, but anyway, I was been so uh, thrilled since driving home yesterday watching <clears throat> the reveal that's in Alabama landed at the number four spot was just music to my ears and just I was trying not to get overly excited but was so excited. Um what I thought, I uh, thought that that's what would happen. I thought they are truly a top four team. They had to prove that because they beat the number one team. And by beating the number one team who you just had at that number one spot says a lot to a committee. So even though they, they were sitting there at number eight, they truly weren't the eighth best team. I was thinking how things were working out. Texas beat them in the head-to-head. I heard you mention that. You know, Oregon still kind of doing their thing, but then they lost. So things just worked out. Uh, as you said, I do feel bad for Jordan Travis, who I think is phenomenal. Young man, and, of course, I believe in 100, what he believes in as uh, Christianity. I love that he he's, uh, stands up for that, not ashamed. Um, I think those kids work extremely hard. It's hard to go undefeated regardless of whatever division you're in, even in the ACC, which I think is a very weak conference. Um, but it's hard to do because it's hard to get up and have the emotions and everything that you need to, to go into a ball game. That being said, the outstanding coaching job of Nick State. I, I would say it, it is the best coaching job that he has done because he turned this team around that had so many questions. So many questions, not just at the quarterback, but – Offensive line, I mean, just receiver, a lot only more on the offense than the defense. But they found answers. They challenged people. People responded. And here they are, in a position to win two games of their national champions. So my whole thing is this, man. Um, I'm elated. I'm ecstatic. I'm proud of what Coach Saban has done, his coaching staff, to put themselves in position, win the SEC, the, the final year of the division. They got it done. They beat Georgia, who had won 29 straight games. I mean, it's unbelievable. And, you know, there's people <clears throat> that is, are just so mad. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I mean, fiery mad. I listened to some radio shows this morning, especially Danny Cannell's show. I, was, I wasn't going to miss that. But cause I know he was having a fit. As a matter of fact, I, I hit him up last night. I said, I'm cashing in. I'm cashing in two things. On the receipt that you said Georgia was going to boat race to Alabama. And number two, you said that they wouldn't be in the college football playoff. So he didn't, he didn't give me my uh, stuff yet. But anyway, it's one of the things, man, listen, Alabama is definitely top 14. And this is looking like this, Christian. I know you got phone calls. If Florida State would have gotten in without Jordan Travis, everybody that knows football, everybody that knows football ends and out. They are not a top four team. That's why I was saying before, we have to distinguish between, you know, who is the best and who is deserving. 
right? We had to sit there. Which one is a committee? Which one are you doing? The best four teams? Here's my list of the best four teams. Deserving, if you want to put all the analytics together and say they are deserving, that's totally different. That's a different metric, right? So, if but what Mr. Hancock said was every year the committee job is to figure out who is the best four teams in college football. And if you say that, Florida State can't be in there because if you watched the last two games or the rival game against Florida, they, they won, yes. But it was ugly. They had no offense. If you watched the ACC championship game, they won, yes. But it had 55 yards passing. And they, they're playing a team the last two weeks that was not a good team. Well, if you put them in something that's supposed to be the best, when you got Washington, when you got Michigan, when you got, you know, do that Georgia, if they won the game, right? If you got those teams in there, can't Florida State beat either of those teams? The answer would be no. And then you have TCU last year where Alabama got snubbed. They lost two close games. They didn't win the championship. They didn't get a chance to play for it. But they lost two games by four, five points, whatever it was, last second, right? They ended up number five, Christian, and they got kicked out of the Final Four. They allowed TCU, who I believe lost their uh, championship game, get in. And what happened to TCU, guys? Boat race. They got boat raised 65 to 7. That being said, there's no way on God's beautiful earth that they're going to allow that to happen again because in that room are a lot of coaches and people that know football. And they knew if, if they played a quality team, it would be ugly. Yes, they had good defense against Louisville and Florida. Yes. But these are different quality of teams. So I'm, I hate that these players are not going to get a chance. But at the same time, it's right, it's fair, and it's period. So people are going to get mad. And I said this last week on our, on our show on the Extra that if Alabama didn't get in, people are going to be setting fire somewhere because it would have been pissed off people from the other side. But this being said, it is the right thing. Alabama goes to the Rose Bowl. I've never been. I'm looking forward. I'm praying that I can get better and make it to there because that's an awesome place from what I've heard. Um, they get to play out there against a team that they match up extremely well against, a team that I think they are better than. This team has won, had two quality wins themselves. That was Ohio State and Penn State. That's it. That got them into the college football playoffs. So they really haven't seen – the best teams, in my opinion. So that being said, um, listen, man, I'm grateful. I'm thankful. What a year. What a great coaching job by Nick Saban and his staff. Um, just the fan base, the kudos to you, how they stood up and showed out at them big-time games late on in the season. I mean, to win 11 games in a row after losing to Texas and they keep blowing up double digits. We all know that that, that, that score doesn't indicate how close that game was. Alabama had the lead. Uh, in the fourth quarter, by the way, uh, which they scored, uh, you know, garbage score at the end. But that game was a lot closer than what they were trying to say. Oh, Texas just uprooted Alabama, which is not the case. So this team has won 11 straight since then. So that being said, I know a lot of people want to get in. I just wanted to issue that because 
I think that's amazing. I think that's an amazing coaching job. I think guys got better. Jalen Miro definitely got better as a quarterback. You look at Caden Proctor, who we just, every week it seemed like, man, let's just put it on repeat, right? Let's just, he's terrible. He's terrible. He's terrible. You know what I mean? It was like, it was like we were saying it every week about Caden Proctor, but, man, he has played uh, much better. The whole offensive line has played much better. Uh, insert 77 in there. He's been a stud at the right guard, I believe. So, listen, the playmakers on the outside had really been used uh, the way they can be used. So, I know Florida State's disappointed. I know a lot of people are saying it's not fair and something wrong with the committee. And, you know, but let's be real. If we're real and honest, like Bugger McFarlane, I love that. I think he's a nice guy. But what he said yesterday was idiotic. And he got all emotional and, and with the kids. I, I get all of that. That, that was hard to watch. I mean, because they worked their tail off. But in the, the day, it's fair. It's the right thing. And they got it right. I mean, that's just period. They got the four best teams. And and, and honestly, if I'm being 100% honest, Christian, is Georgia not one of the four best teams? I think they are. That's what I'm saying. They didn't, I think they are, too. So I, I, I said that before. Go back, play the tape. Georgia and Alabama are two of the four best teams in the country. Somebody was going to get kicked out, but Alabama proved, had to prove it in a playoff atmosphere, in a national championship atmosphere, that they are one of the four best teams in the country. And they did that. But listen, man, Kirby said it best. Kirby said, if you look at if you know football and you look at that, tell me that team is not one of the four best teams in the country, which he is 100 and absolutely one hundred percent, absolutely right. Yeah, no, he is right. I mean, and not to you know, you know, you know, put rain on our win, but I'll be honest, they didn't play their best game either. If we're being honest, they did not play their best game. Um, you know, Alabama did a phenomenal job holding them to uh, only seventy-eight rushing yards was huge. That was one of my keys. It was you know, dominating the line of scrimmage and stopping that Georgia run. We we did that right, holding them to seventy-eight yeah. yards. Carson Beck, uh, you know, guy that. Going in this game, had like 11 games of 250-plus passing yards. We held him to 243. So technically, we, we kept him under that. But he was still 21 and 29. He made he had some nice throws. He's Look, he's a good quarterback, good player. Their defense, you know, just you know, not as good as it, as it has been. Still a very solid uh, defense. But with that being said, I agree with you. I think they are still one of the top four teams. But unfortunately, somebody had to be left out, and they were one of those teams. Um, but then just, you know, putting a, a bow on the, the performance, man. We talked about the O-line, how physical they were, them dominating the line of scrimmage. Defensively, um, it was interesting. You know, Coach Saban, you talk about coaching and adjustments. Well, Coach Saban, uh, Roman Harper had asked him, you know, did he, how did he assess them affecting the quarterback? And Coach Saban said that first drive, outside the first drive, they did a really good job. He said that first drive, they were, you know, playing an odd front, which I looked, I didn't necessarily see that in some of the plays, but he said they're going to the odd front with Georgia playing, you know, lining up in FIB and then, then uh, motioning and doing whatnot. It, it would end up having uh, uh, Dallas Turner have to tear the front, walk out. And so they were, you know, schematically throwing us off balance. And so he said they just went to a straight 40 front, which basically that's just straight four down. So now Dallas doesn't have any of those responsibilities. Just keep him in the five technique. And, and obviously it definitely works. So you talk about the coaching uh, that was a heck of a job by Coach Saban to make that quick adjustment because we saw that first drive. I mean, Georgia, that I mean, they went down the field seamlessly, right? Like it was going to be a long day. 
Uh, but after those adjustments, you know, our, our defense was, was locked down, coming up with big stops. They were the aggressor. And that's what I was saying. You know, it all starts with the mentality. It just looked like, you know, the week prior against Auburn, I know it's a totally different game, but it looked like we were a little frantic. We didn't look like the aggressor. We kind of were just out there just trying to figure things out, a lot of stuff going on. But in this game, I mean, if you looked at the attitude of the players, you know, guys flying around, Caleb Downs, I mean, gosh, man, this dude, that, that's one heck of a football player, man. Malachi Moore playing great. Secondary was great. And you talked about this guy, Trey Amos. Kool-Aid goes down. Trey Amos comes in. the first. I think it was like his first play in the game, almost comes up with a pick. He was, you know, instrumental uh, in, in filling that void. So just overall, man, a, a really good performance. And, and it's just funny. We talked about, you know, the effectiveness of this offense when they utilize Jalen Milrow and, and his running ability. That first drive offensively, this was like drop back pass, took a shot. Right. I mean, didn't really incorporate that. And then you started doing the zone read stuff and then quarterback runs and you make Georgia's defense stay true. I mean, it was really hitting them. Right. Um, so overall, man, I mean, just a really good performance, really nice job by the coaches as well. Players, everybody involved, just phenomenal. Um, and they deserve to be SEC champions. I'm, gl- I'm glad that we, we can uh, reclaim that title because, again, that's a big deal. I know we're in the national championship hunt. But people have got to understand it's crazy how, <laughs> like, we just won the SEC championship. People are happy, but they're so focused on the playoffs. Like, it's almost like we're kind of just putting that on the back burner. But, man, SEC champions, that that, that is a big feat. That's, a, that's an awesome accomplishment. So everybody should be proud of that. But, again, Jalen Milrow, uh, you know, not his best game, but still awarded the MVP of this football game, 13 to 2392 yards, two touchdowns. Um, you know, then him just making things happen, right? You know, escaping pressure and, you know, doing the shovel pass kind of on that third down conversion. I mean, just a really fun game to watch, man. It was, it was really exciting and uh, really, really enjoyed it and, and, and glad of the outcome. But with that being said, we'll probably put a bow on that. We can uh, talk about it some more. We're going to go to the phone lines. We'll, we'll take one call, then we got to probably go to break. Um, let's see who we had on here. we got Chris. Chris has been patiently waiting. Let's go to Chris, uh, get him in for a few minutes before we head to break. Chris, how are you this morning? Welcome into the Miller's Edge. Chris, do we have you? Hey, I'm here. Hey, Chris. Hey, glad you're back, Pastor. Um, it's feeling better. Um, thanks, thanks brother. Um, yeah, hey, uh, I don't really want to talk about the uh, committee selection. That's been talked to death. I mean, it, it sucks for Florida State. It really does. But um, it is what it is. Um, I, I, I have one question. I want to comment. Um, I think these guys are, and I mean the program, these guys are relieved that this, this, this run is over because you mentioned it before, Christian, since week three, it's been a playoff game every week for Bama. Yep. I mean, yep. there's been no margin for error. And to grind that out over three months and not have any margin of error, you could just see the look on like Milrose's face and these guys. It, they need this break. And I think they had to play tight for so long that you, their best is yet to come. Give them three, four weeks of prep and rest and to get fully healthy. I think Michigan and Texas and, and or Washington, they better watch out. Because this could get nasty. They're clicking, and once they get there, you know, they're, they're second win, and, and they come into these games, and, and you're at neutral field. I think it's going to get pretty pretty exciting for uh, Alabama fans. But I think they just had to play. You know, they had to focus and grind for so long that, that you know we didn't see their best. You know, and you know we like you said yeah. there was some uh, there was some meat on the table uh, against Georgia. It, it should have been a lot worse than it was, and Georgia should be thankful that it wasn't. But we really could have made that ugly. If no we well, uh, and that's what I think, and, Chris, the fact that how they didn't play well and they still got the win. They had the drive when they needed to drive offensively. 
you know, the, the sky's the limit for this football team. And you're right, the break is key for them because it was playoff bust after that Texas game. And that takes a lot out of these young players. And I think it's going to be just fine, though. The matchup against Michigan is great. And here's what I think, buddy. I think because all this Texas talk and head-to-head, we're going to have an opportunity to do that again. I, I see Texas-Alabama national championship coming up. Yeah, yes, sir. I agree. I agree. Um, my question is, uh, do you guys think that Kirby struggles against Alabama and Nick Saban because their teams are so similar that he built, he built them on the same philosophy of what he learned from Coach Saban and that, do you think that's one reason he struggles? They're so much alike, but yet he's still learning and, and it's easier for Coach Saban to kind of pick apart, you know, some wrinkles and things like that versus a, a really mobile or an off-balance, you know, team that, that has given us fits in the past. Yeah, I definitely yeah. think so. I mean, you think about it, it's like, it's, it's hard for you to ever, you know, outdo the teacher, right? I mean, you, somebody can teach you something and, you know, you can get better and better, but it's always, it's going to be a, a huge challenge. It's like the final boss, right? <laughs> it's like Coach right. Saban's like the final boss uh, for Kirby and he's just having a hard time with him. And then, uh, to your point with them just having uh, so much knowledge, you know, about each other, uh, it, it makes it that much harder. Uh, especially going against Coach Saban, like we just talked about it, that that first drive, Coach Saban realized what their you know their initial game plan wasn't the best, and so he adapted. Right? You look at Georgia, uh, their game plan for Milrow was the double spy, which is something I've never seen before. You talk about respecting a guy's athleticism; they literally had two guys spying. So really, I mean, if Milrow was able to to <laughs> go through his reads and really find his receivers, I mean, they were they were you know, testing him and, and basically encouraging him to hit guys deep. But with that being said, uh yeah, you know, I, I think Coach Saban just it's a testament to him still having that edge, right? People like to talk about him getting older. People like to talk about, oh, well, you know, these people are going to uh, overtake him in, in, in terms of coaching. But, I mean, the guy clearly is, is the best coach, you know. The, so, David, we talk about receipts. David Pollock. I uh, like that receipt on that one. Talking about Georgia clearly had the best coach. Well, I think you're wrong on that because uh, we just got to witness that, and you're wrong. But, yeah, Chris, I, I think it's just hard for Kirby just because, again, like you said, they know each other so well, and coming from, you know, Coach Saban's staff, uh, you know, it's, it's probably going to take a minute for you to really figure that one out, if he ever does. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Hey, I, I love yeah. the show, guys. Hey, let's tell the kids of Samoa, all-time points leader. What an accomplishment for Rocket. Love the show. See you guys later. Yes, sir. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, man. Yeah. yeah. You're right. I mean, that double five was weird. I've never seen that. And that was actually a great idea to start. But yeah, you got to adjust. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, that's what football is all about. It's a chess match. Every game, as Chris and everybody else is listening, it's a chess match. So you come in with one plan that's not working well, and then we go to plan B, C, D, and or E. No doubt. With that being said, we're going to go to break, uh, take one more time out, then we'll come back for our last second. Before we do that, I want to remind you about our friends over at Alumni Hall. If you need any type of Alabama apparel, hoodies, sweatshirts, hats, T-shirts, pants, heck, Yeti cups, coolers, you name it, head on over to Alumni Hall where they got the hat wall. they got all the best deals in town for Alabama gear. It's officially licensed Peter, Peter Millar. Anything you can think of, it's at Alumni Hall. If you can't make it to Alumni Hall in Midtown Village in Tuscaloosa, you can always go to AlumniHall.com. 
Alumni.com and check them out there and order all those products. Christmas is coming up. Go get those Christmas gifts from Alumni Hall right now with the ultimate Christmas, excuse me, ultimate Crimson Tide fan shop for Christmas. That being said, I'm going to take a quick time out. Then we'll be right back on the Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9, 1230 WTBC, the home of Alabama sports. Presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art sport experts. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. And welcome back to the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9, 1230 WTBC. All we do is win. You got that right. And go to Spine and Sport Chiropractic because they provide quality chiropractic services for chronic conditions, injury, sports-related trauma, and more right here in the heart of West Alabama. So come and discover how this form of medicine can improve your overall health by addressing the original cause of your ailments instead of masking your pain. If you're in need of this type of relief and want to feel refreshed, brand new, better than ever, contact Dr. Brian McDonald and his team over at Spine and Sport Chiropractic at 205-345-8102. Again, that's 205-345-8102. That's Spine and Sport Chiropractic. That being said, I know we said we're going to head to the phone lines again. Let's go ahead and do that. We've got, let's see, we've got Tommy, our friend Tommy from Romulus. Tommy, how's it going? How was your weekend? Man, I'm one contented fat man. I'm telling you, I'm happy, <laughs> happy, happy. I'm glad your dad doing better. I'm glad he got to go home. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I'm going to tell you something. Talk to After me. we won that game Saturday night, I was satisfied. I know there was some people going, yeah, 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 yeah. I said, y'all start to worry about something. Enjoy the victory. Well, we might not get in. I'm like, we did our job. I said it all last week. Don't worry about the committee. Win the game. Focus on the game. Win it. They can't take the SEC title away from you. Guys, you're going to have a ring on your hand the rest of your life or whatever they give you. SEC championship. 25 years where they have reunion. You bring your kids back. You look up. Their daddy up there on the 30th Nasser. I mean, the. 30th SEC title, maybe the 19th national championship. I'm not getting ahead of myself. I have a room. But <laughs> uh, somebody said, what happened? They don't get in there. I said, well, yeah, I'm going to be milk and I'll probably complain Monday, but I'll be disappointed for the young man, but guess what? Everything worked out. We in. We deserve to be in there. I'm here like, oh, well, we don't deserve. I'm like, you beat the number one team. I've been hearing this for 50, 60 years. You beat number one, that's accomplishment. We beat the two-time defending national champion. Remember that. Two times. Yep. On the 29-game winning streak. Preach, uh, preach. Yeah. I made a point. Everybody said, well, my mama don't win the national championship every year. It's a terrible season. I'm like, we didn't get in. I'm going to tell people, well, we won the SEC. We stopped a 29-game winning streak. And people need to think about this for one moment. Everybody talking about Nick saying we're going to retire, all this and all this crap. Only 
Monday midday in Athens, Georgia, Alabama is back in Georgia head again because he's not done. This program yeah. is not done. We are back in their head. And they're talking about in the last something, three years, Georgia is 40-0 against everybody, but they're 1-2 against Alabama. Let that sink in. We are in there. Brother, that is, you have said a mouthful there, Tommy, because that's right. I mean, Alabama is what I've been saying the whole time. Alabama is, I think we have a promo. And it says Alabama is still Alabama, right? And, and it's hard to to think about that, you know, when you're not as the, the top, the king. But sometimes you just have a little minor setback. We always say you can get a minor setback for a major setup, right? And and that's what has happened for Alabama. They had a minor setback for a major setup, and now they have a chance to claim king of college football again. Back when everybody keeps saying. Well, you know, the dynasty is over. Nick Saban is dead. Barry this team. They're done. They had a great run, but boom, here they go again. And so, you know, you just got to be excited about the opportunity because right now what happens is when you're in this situation, right, you have a season that's two, a two-game season. You got four teams in this season. And whoever can win two, whoever can put together, think about this, the best eight quarters of football. Which, whichever team can do that will hoist that Dr. Pepper trophy. I mean, if I'm a player right now, man, I am just like, I'm thinking for the break three or four days. I get off, I relax, get massages, chiropractic work, do my thing, boom, and I get my mind refocused and refreshed. I'm back at it because we got, what, three weeks, four weeks, whatever it's going to be to show the world that we're the best program in the country. Yeah, I know I did say a mouthful, but there's a lot to say. I'm sorry I spoke in Chinese through half of that, but, you know. Well, we understand. Tommy, we understand we Chinese, language, man. Tommy. You know, uh, we're what we call black and these. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll probably do that, too. <laughs> but, guys, I'm glad you're doing better. Uh, yeah, Courtney, thanks, Tommy. Houston. Oh, no problem. Thank you, buddy. Keep praying for me, man. I, I'm, I'm still... I will. I got a ways to go, but um, at least I'm up and talking and moving a little bit, so I'm very grateful. Thank you so much. Thanks for the phone call. All right. You take care. Roll tie, y'all. Roll Roll tie, Tommy. Hey, real quick before we uh, head back to the phone lines, did you see the video of Michigan's reaction to uh, playing Alabama? that, that, That should tell you all you need to know. Nobody wants to play Alabama. You know what I mean? Like, That literally was evidence right there. The Michigan's team is looking at the playoff reveal. They already named them at number one, Washington two, Texas three. They're waiting on four to see who their, who their <laughs> opponent is going to be. And you see that script A come across the screen and the announcers say Alabama. And you literally hear like right. a loud, audible gasp. I even saw guys that was put a their big number on their one head. for them. <laughs> big number one for them. It was the worst thing ever. They probably were saying, God, dog, that should have been Washington. Here it is right here. Oh. Justin's got the clip. Then the slow claps come in to kind of like, you know, get back on track. Like, hey, hey, we're on camera right now. I mean, that's bad news. That that's is bad, bad news. news. Because they know. They, they wanted know. Florida State. They, they wanted the easy route. They wanted Florida right. State with the they backup quarterback. They knew it would be a cakewalk. <laughs> they knew it would be a cakewalk, right? They watched the game. 
I mean, but they know that they plan a giant right now. No pun intended. Well, and, so, and you heard Jim Harbaugh say, I mean, they've never beaten Alabama or Georgia. Um, so, I mean, they, they, they're they a little nervous. They definitely are. Well, what Jim Harbaugh has, has tried to do was take the bottle, the brand of Alabama. The big physical lineman, physical running game, throw when we have to, play great defense, right? Good on special teams. That's Nick Saban's model. So Jim Harbaugh has taken that model and taken it to the Big Ten, and it has worked, especially the last couple of years, especially in the Big Ten. But herein lies the problem. It doesn't work when they get to playoff contention because there was in Alabama, there was Georgia. And guess what happened? They got thumped. They weren't physical enough. So seeing out the, the, the cat daddy of, of this blueprint, if you will, now you got them. And the GOAT, the greatest coach of all time. I mean, that was bad That was bad news. I know they tried to be happy, but they probably said, <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Why are you punishing us? <laughs> no, nah, they, they definitely appeared that way. We've got uh, about a minute or so left. We're going to get Ellis in real quick. Slide Ellis in there. Ellis, Roll Tide, how was your weekend? You got to give us an update. I know you were you're dressed to impress, got your fresh cut, had those new boots on. How, how was your experience at the SEC Championship? It was amazing. Good. I mean, I've been to one of them, but this one right here topped it. I mean, the whole weekend, I mean, uh, the way the team played, uh, my awesome friends that I was with, uh, got to do a lot of stuff. Uh, got to go to Fanfare Saturday morning, got to see Derek Rucker in concert. Oh, wow. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, for a whole hour, he played, uh, he played song, good song. Play wagon wheel at the end. So, yeah, he, he, that was awesome. What did you think about uh, the playoff selection? Obviously, I know you're, you're thrilled, but where were you at when you saw it? What was your reaction to see Alabama? I was listening there? I was listening to y'all on, on uh, YouTube driving down the road coming back home. Oh, nice. There you go. Check out yeah. check out our YouTube channel at the Miller's Edge. Appreciate you, Ellis. Yes, I, I got to say that, you know, and I was listening to the Miller's Edge Extra before that show come on, so I'll listen to both of them on the way back home. Well, you know, we always awesome. appreciate you, Ellis. Yeah, if you, if you don't listen to it, you need to get on YouTube and look them up and follow them and watch it, because it's, it's an awesome show, y'all have. No doubt. Well, Ellis, you got any any last remarks or words before we get up out of here just overall this weekend? Uh, one thing, they hate us because they ain't us. And <laughs> Love it, Ellis. That's the, that's the way to go out on, the, on that note. <laughs> well, it's been fun. Yeah, Ellis, I love Ellis. I keep up with you. need a, a good follow on X, by the way. Uh, follow Ellis. He's a great follow on X. Uh, taking great pictures and everything. But yeah, man. No I doubt. can't wait to this week. And I mean, this leading up this game, it's going to be a lot of fun. No doubt. Well, with that being said, We've had a fun time here on the Miller's Edge this Monday. We'll be back again in 24 hours to do, oh, 23 hours, excuse me, to do it again. You're listening to the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9, 1230 WTBC. And stay tuned. Some exciting news coming up sometime this week, and, I believe. And, and let me say this. Thank you, Lord, for giving me the strength. Welcome back, Justin <laughs> Jones. Justin, Justin Jones, Jones, back in the house. We'll see you guys tomorrow. You've been listening to the Miller's Edge, tackling sports.